I'd like to welcome you all for the interim uh, report presentation of F.L. Smith. I'm joined by F.L. Smith Group CFO Roland Anderson, and uh, I've been told that there's a picture of Roland where he's smiling, so we try to find that one for the next quarter. Bearing in mind uh, the forward-looking uh, statements. The key takeaways for the quarter are that uh, I'm very pleased about mining order intake. In particular, service order intake, 2.8 billion DKK. I'm extremely happy about it. It shows resilience of the service market. Continued profitability, improvement in, in mining. Now we are posting 11.1 percent adjusted EBITDA, and also that uh, when you look at the latter part of the presentation, good development in the cross-profit. Transformation is progressing at high speed, and one important sign of the progression is that we've been very fast in exiting the NCA business, and the backlog is only 0.6 billion DKK end of the quarter. And this has actually exceeded my expectations of the pace of exit from that business. Cement market continues to be challenged, and uh, we've seen slowdown in the market and also slowdown in the order intake. And we are taking actions to right size cement to ensure good profitability going into 2024. And we are executing that right sizing in the fourth quarter. With regard to sustainability KPIs, all the KPIs are improving apart from the safety. And uh, we are zooming into safety, and uh, we know whether development not has been good enough. We know the sites, we know the regions, and, and we have actions in place to improve that one. On a positive note about safety is that uh, many of you might know about the incident or hurricane that, that hit uh, the mining saw in Acapulco. And we are very proud that uh, we had uh, 30 participants in the mining saw and we managed to take them safely out of that hurricane uh, hit area. So I'm very proud of that uh, safety record of ours. So very well done, our organization. One of the best uh, parts of uh, the quarter is that uh, good service order intake. 2.8 billion DKK is a good level. Comp is quite high last year. There's still variation between the quarters, but there's sequential improvement. But 2.8 is good. It's high quality orders. The mix is good. It's more space and wares and over time, the basic labor services portion will, will, will be very little. So as we said before, we are exiting basic labor service contracts. Healthy month also, or the quarter for the, for the products order intake, two large orders, and, and, uh, and some smaller ones as well. Again, the quality of the order intake in product business is very good. Good product orders with a low risk. 
And also the mix is almost optimal. It's 60%, 65% service, which is ensuring a healthy backlog development and healthy mix then for the later revenues. On the revenue side, I don't really have any concern. Everything's good here. And uh, the numbers vary a bit depending on the timing of the, of the, of the deliveries, but uh, happy about the, the revenues. And of course, revenues and profitability supported by improvement in the cross profit when you look at the total mining and cement numbers. This is exactly what we planned. We planned continuous improvement of uh, EPTA for mining. And it shows that we are in control. We are managing the risks. We are in, on top of the business. So it's continuous improvement. There have been no surprises for us in the quarter. There's still lots of transformation activities ongoing. And therefore, if you look at EPTA, and then you look at the cross profit, you see cross profit being at the health level, but there's still a cost and noise between uh, cross profit and, and EBITDA. But both are developing really well. The challenging part of the business is the softness and the downturn in the cement market. We focus on stabilizing the service business. We make no compromises on quality of the orders. We are becoming product and service centric also in the cement business. And we don't like projects. And uh, part of the decline in the service business is that uh, we have uh, taking less high risk, no profit, retrofit, upgrade orders. So the service business, what you see, you see 20% decline and Part of that is also optionality that we decided not to pursue those high-risk, uh, low-margin orders. And the remaining part of the service business is high-profit, low-risk again, around spare parts, pitoware parts, and uh, professional services. And if you look at then the mix for the cement, 65% service, so it will support our continued focus on profitability of the business. In order to preserve the profitability going into 2024, we are taking significant right-sizing actions to adjust the workforce and the cost level for low volume of the business for the next uh, year or so. Mix will get better compared to this quarter. As you can see from the orders, we are getting in more service, less capital, so that will be reflective then uh, in the mix of revenues going forward. The right sizing focuses on quarter four, so that we would have a good, healthy start for, for 24. Underlying EBITDA is at a good level, 4.7. 11.7 is... Uh, showing the one-off gain from sale of one of the product lines. But the underlying EBITDA is 4.7, which is 
from my point of view, at a good level. One of the proudest achievements of the quarter is the speed of the exit of the NCA business. In one year, we downsized the backlog from 3.6 to 0.6 billion DKK, and this actually exceeded my own expectations of the speed. And then I hand over to Roland for the, for the more detailed numbers. <clears throat> Thank you for that, uh, Miko. So just uh, having a quick look on uh, the financials uh, from a group level for Q3. So revenue up 2% uh, to 5.7 billion and an improvement in gross uh, profit margin to uh, over 28%. An adjusted EBITDA margin of 10.1 and a reported EBITDA margin of 8. Uh, profit and loss for the group uh, for the quarter was 272 million. Uh, maybe worth uh, noting here the the last quarter, or the Q3 quarter in 2022, was the first quarter with TK in. And we had uh, 11,800 uh, employees uh, at the end of uh, last year's Q3. At the end of this uh, quarter, we had 9,670. And that re reduction is reflecting our continuous uh, synergetic uh, integration efforts we are almost completing the integration of TK by the end of this year. It's reflecting the uh, uh, digestion of the weak backlog in NCA ahead of plans. It's reflecting that our business simplification in terms of uh, having less offices, reducing our uh, geographical uh, footprint to move closer to the installed base, bigger sites but more relevant located. And lastly, the uh, right sizing in uh, cement. So improved earnings, improved revenues, um, despite the uh, reduction in uh, workforce. If you look at the gross profit, uh, gross profit uh, is the highest in uh, nominal numbers, also the highest in, in terms of percentages for a number of quarters. Both mining and cement is moving forward. Pruning of uh, the product portfolio, um, uh, the higher split of uh, service versus capital, and uh, more diligent uh, restriction in the, the business that we take in is supporting both the mining business and uh, the cement business. And even our non-core activities uh, snug in a uh, positive gross margin for, uh, for the quarter. If you look at our SDNA cost, they are also up uh, for Q3. In uh, SDNA cost sits uh, integration costs uh, for integrating uh, TK's mining business into, into uh, Felsmith Mining. We are also having a considerable cost related to the uh, exit of the non-core activities segment. We are getting closer to a full separation of uh, mining and cement in two separate uh, company structures that we have spent quite some efforts and resources on. And uh, we are also uh, working on uh, uh, bringing ourselves to a principal company operating model, ERP, uh, changes of uh, purchase order workflows and so on are being prepared. That also, cost of that sits in uh, our SDNA bucket for, uh, for now. Our adjusted uh, group EBITDA is, uh, is up to 10.1%. On the right-hand side, we're trying to illustrate the bigger buckets in the movements compared to the same quarter last year. 
So last year we had also integration costs and we had uh, wind down costs uh, for Russia. So if we move on to now, then we have uh, increased our revenue. We have uh, significantly improved uh, our gross margin. Uh, what's dragging down a little bit is our uh, current higher level of SGNA. And then we sold our advanced filtration business in uh, our cement uh, business. And then we deduct the uh, current quarter's integration cost, and we'll be back at a reported group, it beats a margin of uh, 8%. Moving to uh, networking capital, working capital is up, uh, working capital ratio of 11.4%. Um, as we move forward, I'm more restrictive in terms of uh, projects taken in, prepayments from customers uh, will come down. Uh, as we talked about last quarter, uh, we are still executing on a number of projects that we inherited from uh, TK Mining. They have considerably uh, poor on milestone uh, contractual uh, terms connected to them. And that means that we're building up our work in progress and also clearing payables faster than we would otherwise have done in our uh, legacy business. And that means that uh, including the working capital uh, chains from businesses we have sold, um, we end at a CFFO for the quarter of minus 276 million. We have had investments of 160 and then sales proceeds from the sale to Coke Solution and our filtration business of 285 million. And that means a free cash flow of minus 151 million and a free cash flow adjusted for uh, M&A of minus 436 million. We uh, remain at a leverage ratio of 1.0x, uh, well below our capital structure target. If you have a quick look at our financial guidance, we have made a few precisions to our guidance. So uh, if we start with mining, mining, we still stand by a revenue forecast of around 17 billion Danish kroner for the year. Uh, previously, we set an adjusted pizza margin of 10 to 11 percent. We are narrowing that now to 10.5 to 11 percent. So we will be in the higher end of that range. Uh, cement uh, guidance is unchanged. For our non-core activities, we are narrowing the uh, revenue guidance to between 900 million and 1 billion DKK from previously 800 million and 1 billion DKK. And the loss of uh, that business this year will be between 300 and 350 uh, million DKK instead of 250 to 350 million DKK. And that reflects that we are digesting the weak backlog in the non-core activity segment faster than we had anticipated. The total loss for that non-core activity segment uh, remains uh, of around 1 billion as previously communicated. So uh, if the loss will be a bit bigger this year, it will be uh, correspondingly lower next year. Important uh, notes to this uh, Ibiza margin uh, dilution from the acquired TK mining business still expected to be less than 2% for the year. We expect to spend 550 million DKK as integration cost for the full year. So these are integration costs for integrating TK mining into Eiffel Schmidt mining and nothing else. And then uh, the cement guidance include a one-off gain of around 100 million from the sale of uh, our NCA business. 
Our transformation uh, is progressing well and slightly ahead of plan. We still expect to uh, harvest 560 million in annual uh, run rate cost synergies effective from 1st of Jan next year from the integration of TK mining into FL Smith mining. We are on track with the uh, uh, synergy takeout. Um, in mining, we continue our risk management and de-risking, a higher percentage of our revenue as well as a higher percentage of our backlog is now classified as lower risk uh, than it was a year ago. Same thing in cement, a lower uh, or a higher percentage of, of uh, revenue and a higher percentage of the backlog is now quali uh, qualified as lower risk orders and revenue correspondingly compared to uh, last year. Um, and we continue uh, the simplification and our new operating model in cement we will be uh, right-sizing uh, cement over the course of uh, this quarter and a bit into next quarter in order for cement to be right-sized for uh, in the next couple of years' uh, uh, muted market outlook in uh, construction business and building materials worldwide. On NCAA, during the quarter, we sold uh, 400 million of backlog to Coke Solutions. Our backlog is down to 600 million out of the quarter. As some of you recall, we started with 3.6 billion uh, a year ago in Q4. That is now reduced to 600 million. So we're quite happy about uh, that uh, progress. Similarly, on our simplification uh, um, work streams, a year ago we set out with about 150 offices. Now 50 of those have been vacated and are in the process of being wound down and uh, closed out. Um, we plan to go to down to around 80, so there's 20 more to go, and those are the more sticky ones or bigger ones or more complicated to, to do, and we will do that during the course of 2024, as uh, originally planned. More importantly, our pure place separation of mining and cement is on track, so we are currently operationally separating the mining business from the cement business, and from the beginning of next year, we will establish a separate F.L. Smith mining holding group structure and an F.L. Smith cement holding group structure legally separated uh, and operational uh, uh, separation will be finalized during first half of uh, next year. So this is fully in line with uh, our existing plans. And with that, I think we move to uh, Q&A. time, if you would like to ask a question, please press the star and one on your telephone keypad. You may withdraw yourself from the queue at any time by pressing the pound key. And we'll take our first question from Christian Heindricker with Goldman Sachs. Your line is open. Yes, good morning, Mika. Thanks. I guess my first question is on the product mix and primarily within mining. I just wonder um, if you can help us to understand to what extent your product profile uh, has any indexation clauses linked to cost of raw materials, steel in particular, uh, across both the sort of equipment and consumable side. Uh, thanks, Christian. Thanks for the question. Uh, uh, we actually we are managing the cost versus the sale price, mainly with the validity of the quotations, because uh, 
in the broad-based inflation environment, indexes don't work uh, well for us explaining our inflation. So you, if, you, if, you, if you link it to steel price, for example, it goes up and down with the market, but it's not really explaining our cost-based development. So uh, how we do it is that uh, we have a short validity for the, for the kind of capital uh, product, heavy capital product offers, and then we do repricing uh, after the kind of validity. So, so we, are, we are locking in the cost base for the product. Let's say the quotation is valid for four weeks. We have a, most of the cost base locked in. And then if customer will not decide in four weeks, we do repricing. So our focus has been repricing and sort validity of the offers rather than indexation because uh, we haven't really found a good index that would explain uh, the inflation in the cost base. Thank you, Miko. Um, I guess then, secondly, and again on mining, some of the peers have talked to the higher cost of capital driving um, delays to decision-making in, in the mining equipment supply chain. I just wonder if that's something that you've seen during the quarter and, and what your sense is from your customers today uh, around um, thoughts into investment into year-end and 2024. I think uh, what we've seen in the in the in the capex market is that there's some softness in in the market, uh, and uh, but it's it's uh, it's not very significant, and and uh, something might be explained for the inflation or slowness in decision making, but we still have uh, issue in most of the countries per, with the permitting, so permitting delays in permitting. Totally independent of the economic cycle is equally big reason for, for timing of different capex orders, and uh, it has been kind of disappointing to see that uh, we haven't seen any speeding up or permitting in, in the main, main, main mining country, despite the talk about need for that one. But in practice, we still, still see slowness in decision making regarding permits in Chile, in North America, Peru is as slow. That it has been in the past, so it's uh, so the, that's why the timing of the timing of the of the capital orders is is uh, is difficult to predict. Some softness in the market, but uh, but we are not concerned. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, maybe one for Roland then on on the free cash flow. I think negative one five one million in the quarter, uh, partly led by higher networking capital, which uh, I believe you talked to being a function of lower payables and build up of WIP on some of the TK projects. I'm just thinking about that in terms of how we should forecast in the quarters ahead. Um, you know, how long should that WIP uh, or high level of WIP be carried through? Um, uh, and then secondly, uh, I guess linked to all of this, given the negative CFFO in the third quarter, um, does your prior guide, which I think was for a small positive CFFO for the year, still hold? Yeah, thank you for that, Christian. That's uh, that's a good question. So, so first of all, we still uh, we're still planning to deliver a positive CFFO for the year. So, so obviously we need a home run in 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 Q4. I think that if we just uh, point back to our capital markets day, where we uh, where we talked about uh, working capital development. So, as we become more restrictive to our risk appetite for big projects, and becomes more of a service company. Working capital, as a, or the working capital ratio, as working capital out of total revenue, will go north in terms of uh, percentage. 
So as we push towards 2026, we will be closer to between 12% and up to 15% working capital out of total revenue. Obviously, the road to that level will be a bit jumpy. And uh, I think we see the first signs now that, admittedly, TK have a, a bunch of projects that was not up to the standards we would have put in, in in terms of cash generation. But as we move forward, there will be less prepayments. Work in progress will be less of a, a cash generator. We will have more inventories, more receivables, as is more normalized in, in a service business. So to conclude, for the year, we still expect CFFO to be positive. The year has never been projected to be a great cash year. There's also provisions turning into cash. Uh, and on longer term, networking capital is anticipated to move closer to 12 to 15% of uh, LCM revenue. That's very clear. Thanks, Relis. And we'll move next to Klaus Almer with Nordia. Your line is open. Thank you. Yeah, also a few questions from my side. One for cement and one for mining, and I'll do them one by one. So the first question is the cement. In the report, it is stated that there is better margins in the order intake. Is this on gross margin, contribution margin? Is it driven by scope, or is actually a better margin per this called product category? That will be the first question. So, so regarding order intake in cement, uh, over the last year or so, we've seen continued improvement in, in product margin or cross-profit for the business that we are taking in. So the service margins for the spare parts and professional services are, are healthy. And also we've seen significant improvement in product order intake margin. So I think the margin development in order intake and revenues is not a challenge for us. I think it's the the loss of the volume means that our fixed cost base is too high. And of course, we'd be very selective as well that we don't uh, we don't take volume in which is uh, low or no profit in terms of projects. So very selective in 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 the capital order intake. We focus on products and and products for the for the margin requirement and then on service. And for the order intake that we get in, uh, the, the margin level is, is, is actually pretty good. And the issue now is that, uh, or challenge is that uh, because of a loss of volume in the business that we need to adjust our cost base. So it's more to do with the self-help with the cost base uh, to adjust the, the, the kind of operation to a low volume of business for the next uh, year, year and a half. Okay, and just to be sure, so the better margins, is that versus last year or is it versus Q2? Or how should we really think about the, let's call it, quality of the backlog? Yeah, so uh, Klaus, thank, thank you for that. I think it's it's in a continuous improvement, right? Because we have introduced uh, risk mitigating uh, features. We have uh, risk on different countries, different sort of deliveries. So... It, margin in the backlog will improve gradually as uh, we move uh, forward. So both. Okay, that sounds good. Um, then my, my second question goes to the mining uh, division. Deflation, cost input deflation, is that a path through to the to, to the customers? And if yes, is that margin neutral, improving or uh, you know decreasing? How to think about that? 
so far it has been uh, margin improving so yes we've been able to, to price in the cost plus a bit but uh, we are anticipating uh, that uh, the upside from that will be less going forward but we've done the quantum leap over the last uh, year and a half in terms of uh, uh, kind of pricing both in the in the products business and also in the in, in the service business but uh, Going for next year, uh, we believe that it's stabilizing, but it will be stabilizing at a good level. So, so we, we are quite happy now where we are, and it has been inflation plus increases. And we'll just be sure, so you know, some, some metals are, go, are going down, so there will be some cost deflation when you look at the input cost, I guess. Uh, and will that benefit, you could say, will that be passed through to, to the customers? Or will you be able to to keep part of that effect on your own books? So if you, if you think about input cost, uh, it's actually going down less or not at all in some areas. So that's why I said uh, earlier when when uh, Christian asked about the kind of indexing and and uh, index is quite difficult. If I if I look at uh, when when we when the high inflation period started about two years ago, two and a half years ago. We initially, we thought, felt that uh, steel inflation is a good explainer for the, for the, for the inflation, but uh, in a few months we realized that it's not. It's so broad-based so that uh, we have sub-suppliers, we have our labor costs going up, internal operations, uh, licenses from, uh, for IT, IT support for the, for the operations. So it's so broad-based that it's, uh, we cannot pick any inflation so that if any of the input costs is going down, it might have a bit more impact on the heavy capital equipment there when there's a plenty of steel, but, uh, but it doesn't follow well on, on that one. So, of course, uh, if the input cost is going down, there's a competition, and, and, uh, and, and of course, we try to uh, basically share the benefit uh, of the, any, any cost, uh, cost reduction between us and the customer so that we would both benefit, but it's, uh, so far we haven't seen significant input cost reduction in our capital products or, or service. So it's uh, still, still inflation is uh, broad-based. Okay, thank you so much. That was all from my side. And we'll move next to Lars Koppelm with Carnegie. Your line is open. Yeah, thanks. Also a couple of questions from me. Uh, one, I, I'm very sure you have done the numbers and uh, they uh, work out well, but uh, to reach your guidance, you need 5.8 billion in revenue for the rest of the year. And if I look at your note on your backlog, only 2.9 billion of that becomes revenue in Q4. So just wonder uh, how, how you bridge that. And then a second question goes to your provisions, which net a little less than 100 million lower by the end of Q3 than by the end of Q2. And I just wonder how that reduction has affected earnings. And also, if if the reduction in provisions, if, if you can uh, give some color on which divisions it relates to. Is it mainly non-core or, or is it also the, the others? Thanks. Yeah, thank you, uh, thank you for that, Lars. So, so regards to to the guidance, there's an element of uh, backlog conversion, and then there's an element of uh, in-out orders, 
And that's, that's how it will uh, stack up and, and Q4 will, will be a, uh, a revenue quarter that is relatively similar to, to Q3. So uh, cement and mining will be pulling some weight and NCA uh, very, very little. Now with regards to our provisions, so we have, we have this uh, quarter have additions to provisions, but we have also had uh, significant usage. So a number of our provisions, majority actually, uh, of, of the changes in the quarter is turning to cash. And very little of that is uh, reversed. And it has to do with uh, mining and also with our non-core business. I don't know if that adds some flavor. Yeah, and what's this? Is it sort of 50-50 split? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's very clear, Roland. Thanks. And once more for your questions, that is star and one. We'll move next to Nick Housden with RBC Capital Markets. Your line is open. Hi, Miko, Roland. Thanks for taking my questions. The first one uh, is just on the topic of de-stocking in mining. We've had some mixed commentary uh, from some of the peer groups so far with the Q3 results. Some are saying they're seeing a bit of de-stocking. Others are saying they're not. So I'm just curious to, to hear what your thoughts are there, and in particular with regards to the consumables business. So, so we, we haven't really uh, seen uh, market-wide destocking. Uh, there might be individual customers, uh, if they stock too much, they might be running out of the stock. But we, haven't, uh, we have not seen anything market-wide uh, destocking. So, so typically, of course, if you have operational space and waste, you continue consuming those uh, on, on, on kind of ongoing basis. So there's not much... Uh, What's kind of destocking possibilities there, but it's uh, uh, and then you have a part of the space which are sometimes called capital spares, which are kind of one-off spares that you use for the mill every ten years or fifteen years. So, but we haven't seen any anything significant in the market that we would uh, call uh, destocking of of uh, consumables, wares, or, or, or wear parts. Of course, customers continue to look at optimizing that you don't have too much excess stock, but at the same time, they want to have enough stock so that if there's a maintenance shutdown, that they have a kind of uh, midliners there ready to go so that there's no risk. So we, we, haven't, seen, uh, we haven't seen anything that we would uh, see the kind of market-wide. Individual customers have individual circumstances, but uh, in the market, we, we can't say that we've seen uh, destocking. Understood, thanks. And then uh, my second question um, just relates to um, you know the delayed decision-making that we're seeing on the mining side. It seems to be linked to higher interest rates, obviously, and especially for the junior miners. Um, yeah, it seems like this is going to be a topic that's with us probably for at least another couple of quarters. So I, I suppose what I'm wondering is, yeah, if we've not got so much in terms of uh, new equipment coming, does this mean that we'll see more kind of upgrade activity and aftermarket business as, as the existing fleet gets more heavily utilized? So actually, your, your, your comment and question regarding junior miners, yes, we've seen that one, and, uh, but, uh, but uh, nobody's cancelling anything. So we've just seen that, that uh, uh, when the CapEx has gone 
up a bit, uh, you need to update your business cases. And typically, it's not equipment-related capex because if you build a new new mine, biggest part of the cost is actually EPC cost, not actually cost of the equipment. So uh, the Zonia miners, of course, uh, everybody's also kind of making capex plans. You need to update and sometimes. Uh, raise the, the kind of uh, capex spend estimates from the original business case. So we haven't really seen, uh, I think the business cases do stack up, but we've seen some delay with the junior miners. And, and uh, some of the timing issues are actually not even capex related. We, as I said earlier, we've seen uh, continued delays in, in uh, authorities in permitting in all mining countries, despite the intent or the most government saying that we want to support mining, but when it comes to licensing, it's equally slow as, as before. And we've seen, disappointingly, some delays, not because of the willingness or unwillingness to lay out the capex, but just that uh, the licensing has been delayed by one year, two years, six months. So it's, uh, we've seen still that, and that is also, so also causing lots of uncertainty regarding timing. Okay, understood. Thanks very much. And we'll move next to Christian Johansson with SEB. Your line is open. Yes, thank you. So my first question goes to the Kinel dynamic in, in mining in Q3. So if I look at SDNA costs, excluding the integration costs, in mining, it is notably higher in, in Q3 than what it was in, in Q1 and Q2. And similarly, as you also pointed out, the gross margin in Q3 in mining is also notably higher than, than Q1 and Q2. So, so just trying to figure out here, I mean, the levels we see for both gross margin and SDNA in Q3, is, is that what we should expect going forward, or are there other dynamics which should change this going forward? Uh, so, so I, as 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 I tried to explain, we we have a, a number of transformatory uh, work streams running that we are not calling out as uh, one-off. So it it has taken uh, significant resources to uh, prepare for the uh, pure play, separating uh, mining and cement in two separate corporate structures. Uh, we are also uh, running a simplification exercise of our entire business that is over and beyond the synergy outtake. And uh, also preparing for a future principal company operating model requires the initial uh, thinking on what we do with the ERP platform. So we have some, some costs sitting in SGNA that will continue for some quarters also during the course of next year. I think we always flag that there will be a couple of transformatory years, 23 and 24. We will be done with synergies by the end of this year. Then we will not talk anything more about synergies but the rest is still not fully done. So pure play needs to come in place. Simplification of both mining and cement group and the ERP solutions and so on. So there's some what we classify as, as, as transformatory costs in, in, in the SGNA, but we're not calling it out as uh, one-offs. Okay, that, that's very clear. And, and then just to the cross margin, so, so you should expect 30% going forward. I think I think the gross margin is is probably the first uh, proof in the pudding that that what we're doing uh, may work. Uh, you know, so so this is fundamentally indicating that our business becomes stronger, 
And once we are done with everything we do on the SGNA, then uh, then uh, margins will uh, pick up on the pizza level. And of course, and if you look at then uh, mining and, and uh, cement cross profit, it a little bit has to do also with the mix, so that if uh, if service order intake is 65 percent, is uh, relatively a bit higher than if the if the products is uh, share is, is bit bit uh, more, then it's slightly lower. So we are driving improvements both in the product business uh, cross profit and then in 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 uh, service. Uh, business cross profit, so we are internally driving improvement in both, but then of course combined number is a little bit uh, uh, quarter by quarter. Also, mix has an impact on that. I think uh, I maybe, maybe just so so things doesn't go off the rails. We we have a strategy plan all the way to twenty twenty six, right? So there are some things we need to do both in twenty four and twenty five until we move into our uh, long term uh, guidance range. Just to just to point that out. Understood. Um, then my second and last question here is just on the um, uh, right sizing of the organization in cement. So you say you can get that in Q4 and Q1. Uh, can you in any way quantify what are we talking about? How many employees do you expect to reduce and what's the potential financial effect? So, so we don't actually specify a number of uh, employees, but if the order intake uh, is down uh, by 25%, of course, then 25% of cost needs to go out in, in rough terms. And, uh, and now, now a uh, year ago, we had an organization of uh, 3,700, and now it's uh, below uh, 3,000. But if we see the further decline in the volume, about 25%, so... Of course, we need to have a kind of a sustainable cost level for that business. So uh, it's, it's, it's dominantly a headcount reduction, but we might also look at uh, uh, selling some of the assets which are not strategic for the, for the cement business going forward. So it, it can take two, two different forms, or it will take. Uh, one is the right-sizing, especially on the, on the project side of the business and engineering, which uh, due to de-risking decisions, and also of our quality requirements for the product businesses is going down faster. So we need to right-size that operation. Uh, and then, 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 of course, looking at some, if we have some assets which are not important for cement going forward. But uh, most of that will happen quarter four. Some, as, as Roland said earlier, will go into, into next year. But this will ensure that we have a healthy, profitable cement business in 24. So we are looking at always one year ahead rather than kind of just uh, in front of our, our nose. Sure. So just to clarify, an SGA reduction of roughly 25%, that would be a fair assumption of what you're aiming for. Uh, we are also looking at uh, reducing COCs because we have, we have actually quite a lot of engineering resources uh, sitting in the COCs. So it means that, that we are looking at COX resources because they are going forward uh, with a low volume, they are underutilized, underabsorbed. So we will look at both SGNA, but also the kind of what is sometimes called fixed COX, meaning COX resources which are in our payroll, uh, engineering, uh, uh, procurement, where the volume is going down, we need less of that. So it's, it's basically, you can see the cost reduction both in COX and in, in SGNA. But headcount is good Understood. to follow. That is a good indicator of what we are doing because that is including both SGNA and Cox. Makes sense. Great. Thank you.
And we'll move next to Klaus Q with new credit. Your line is open. Yeah, hello, Klaus Q from new credit. Also, one question from my side regarding cement. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, of moving parts, uh, both uh, positives and, and negatives, going into to 24. But I guess, uh, yeah, the starting point is that your backlog is down 22%, and all else equal, that uh, could indicate that you will lose uh, one billion in sales in in 24. On on the positive side, we've talked about better mix, better quality, cost reductions, uh, etc. So if we add it all up. Um, is it correctly understood that what you're trying to achieve is to to get to an underlying earnings in 24 in the range of what you have delivered here in 23? Would that be a, a, a fair conclusion of all these moving parts? So thank I think, uh, thank, thank, thank you for that, Klaus. So, so I, I think your reasoning is, we're not guiding here, right? So your reasoning is right. So if you look at your backlog, your order intake, and as Miko says, then look at here a year ahead, then you, good, then you get a good estimate on how big that business is. And uh, we will trim that business so there will be more product pruning, there will be more de-risking, there will be uh, divestments of uh, smaller non-strategic uh, pockets of, of uh, products or companies that we have, and there will be a right-sizing of the organization. And that means that we will maintain a as Miko said, a healthy, profitable cement business. And we're also maintaining our long-term targets uh, for, for 2026. So I think your reasoning is directionally right. Great. Thank you very much. And we'll take a follow-up from Christian Heindricker with Goldman Sachs. Your line is open. Yes, thank you, gentlemen, for sitting in. Uh, I follow up. I just come back to Nick's question on destocking and, and thinking a little bit less around the quarterly dynamics. Just eager to understand your relationship um, in terms of, or distribution rather, uh, in terms of customer inventories. I guess what proportion of consumable spares, capital spares, would be held on your balance sheet in regional distribution hubs versus those that might be on site uh, and vendor managed? Just just to get a sense for. Um, the structure of, of the supply chain there. So, so if I go a little bit back in time, there was a big stocking at the beginning of the COVID because everybody was panicking that whether they get uh, space away. So that there was a kind of, a, if you go back to the beginning of the COVID, there was a huge stocking uh, by everybody. Uh, just to, everybody was concerned about the kind of disruption in the supply chain. But since that, over the next two years, things have normalized. So, so I would say that uh, for the last, for this year, it is, I would say, normal course of the business. And we haven't seen anything, any significant changes now, either stocking or destocking. And, and uh, then regarding the supply chain, uh, we haven't seen change in the relationship, what customers are stocking at their site and, and what we are actually holding in our inventory. So that relationship has not changed since uh, that kind of COVID impact stabilized. So, so fast-moving operational spares, typically customers holding at the site, and then we are replenishing that as, as the year goes by. Uh, some customers opt to have a kind of capital spare 
spare, big spare one, but it's typically decision is made at, at the beginning of, of the new installation that, that if you buy a new mill, you might decide to buy uh, one piece of uh, major capital spare to sit there for, for a number of years. But then, of course, if customer has another similar mill at the same size, they don't need it because they can share the, the, the kind of uh, spare part. So it's actually, I don't really have an easy answer for you because it's quite customer dependent, but the relationship between what we are stocking and customers are stocking has not changed over the course of the year. And we don't see that changing either. I think it's similar to what it was. Thank you, Mika. That's helpful. And just in terms of what it was, just, just to help with that, I mean, if you have 100 spares, would you have 70 on, on your books at, at your sites? Or I'm just trying to scale the, 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 what would be a normal uh, environment in terms of... Uh, we, don't actually, we don't actually have a number for you for that, but, uh, but it's, it's quite product and, and, and customer-specific. Uh, they have a different strategy, so we, we don't have a good global rule of thumb to give you for, for that one. And it does appear that there are no further questions at this time. I would like to turn it back to the speakers for any closing remarks. Uh, I would like to thank you for your time and for the questions. Uh, so the key takeaway for me is that uh, healthy development in mining in terms of the order intake, profitability improving. We discussed about cross profit. You can see that there's profit there. And then still some cost related to the transformation, which is then, then uh, not fully then, the cross profit is not fully translated into the bottom line yet. And also transformation progressing fast, NCA, uh, 3 billion reduction in the backlog in a space of one year. And I'm actually very proud of that, that figure. Cement, uh, we ensure the health, health, healthiness of the cement business for the right sizing going to next year and then year after that it uh, remains healthy business. So thanks very much for your time and I look forward uh, for then the next quarter and then, then we change around your picture in, in that one. So you, you will happy happy for the full year result. <laughs> thanks very much. <laughs>